And we welcome you back to another edition of NFL Study Hall. My name is Cage Humpson, and today I am joined by a very special guest. You have already heard him once when we broke down the divisional round of the playoffs. Wasn't that right, Justin? Yep. One of yeah. the worst days of my life. Well, yeah. So we won't mention that particular day for too much longer. But yes, it is Justin Guilford in the room with me. And another special day. We are actually in an official podcasting room here at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Finally got some legit microphones and some legit headphones as well. So I'm pretty stoked about what's about to go on down in here. And uh, today we are going to be breaking down week one coming right around the corner. And Justin, I know you're pretty excited about what's coming down Thursday night. Let's talk about it. It's the Buffalo Bills and the defending Super Bowl champions LA Rams in SoFi Stadium. What are you, what are you looking for? What's your key matchups? Like break it down there for me. Uh, Well, you know, I both teams are very, very good. I think I think the Bills have a lot more to prove this year because, you know, the Rams, they've already won their Super Bowl. Expectations are obviously going to be high, but I think any analyst you see or anyone you talk to really thinks that this is the year for the Bills. So there's going to be a lot of pressure. Um, they have a few new faces, but nothing too crazy. So I don't really know how different the dynamic of the Bills are going to be. But, you know, I think it's, it's obviously it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we could break down about this game. You got Von Miller going mm -hmm. from his former team. Now he's in Buffalo, taking on that that Rams uh, that Rams offensive line. Matthew Stafford. He was banged up in the preseason. Uh, we we've heard that he's totally fine, so there's nothing there. Wide receiver course a little bit different. You got Allen Robinson instead of Robert Woods. Um, Noel DeBeckham Jr., obviously. The run game should be better with Cam Akers, but we're not exactly sure. Devin Singletary has been the man um, so far for the Buffalo Bills. I love what I saw at the end of that for last year. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've already, like, anyone who's listened to my podcast ever or watches me on social media knows I'm a massive fan of the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. I had this team. I have this team winning the Super Bowl this year. I have this team going 15-2, and two, and I think this is where they start. I'm going to take... This is a pretty easy decision for me. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills in this one. Now, do I think it's going to be a close game? Absolutely. I don't think the Rams are just going to fall off a cliff. But with the fire that the Buffalo Bills are going to have going into the season after, as we already mentioned, that terrible game last last year or yeah. terrible 13 seconds plus or overtime, um, I, think, I think they're hungry. I think they're ready. I think this is the perfect atmosphere to do it, a stadium that – has a lot of Rams fans, but I think it's going to be a surprising amount of Bills fans in SoFi that night. So I'm taking the Bills 34-28. Uh, what do you got? Um, and I think the Bills are going to win as well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I, like you said, Kate, I think it's going to be things going to be very close. I don't, I don't see much difference in score either. 34-28 around there, I would have to agree with. Yeah, like I said, I think it's definitely going to be a close game. Um, the, the, the matchup I'm most particular in, not necessarily the matchup, but the player is, is Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Um, he has never been a position to come off like a Super Bowl hangover yep. or anything like that. Um, Josh Allen, we've seen take tough losses in the playoffs and go out and whoop every other team in the regular season since. Yep. Um, he's been in this position. He knows what he's doing. He's got the best roster around him, I think in his tenure at Buffalo, yep. uh, Matthew Stafford. 
I I think Cooper Cup is going to be fine because he's been with that team. Right. I think all these other guys have moved around enough where they know what to do. Bobby Wagner knows what to do after he wins the Super Bowl, stuff like that. Um, the real big question around here is Matthew Stafford. And I think he will play well, but I think that Buffalo is just in the position to absolutely dominate this team and the rest of the AFC. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, um, but one thing I think to look out for is obviously Stephon Diggs is the best receiver on the Bills, but it's going to be see it's going to be interesting to see how he matches up with Jalen Ramsey in this game as well. Yes. So I think I think Josh Allen's going to have to look for some different targets because, I mean, I think. Jalen Ramsey is definitely a top five corner in the league. Yeah, well, so. let's be honest, man. We saw Gabe Davis come into his own last season at the yeah. end of the year with four touchdowns. Um, Dawson Knox, I consider to be a top ten tight end pretty easily. Yeah. Um, was it Jamison Crowder that they are? Um, I, I think so. Yeah, right. The new newest wide receiver addition who comes in for uh, Cole Beasley. I think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I think he's going to be a great addition. I'm not too worried. And I also don't really love the other secondary in, in L.A. right now. I think Jalen Ramsey really just takes out your number one wide receiver, and it'll be a great matchup between him and Stefan. but I think the Buffalo Bills are going yeah, to have it down. He's got plenty of other weapons. But one thing I would like to see the Bills do more this year is kind of utilize their running game a little better. Because yeah. Devin Singletary is a good running back, but he's – and he's I wouldn't say he's underperformed, but he's been very average, I would say. Yeah. Um, and also I would like to see them utilize Isaiah McKenzie a little bit more. I really mm. like him as a receiver. Um, he's very fast and he's, I guess he's, he's pretty hard to keep up with. Yeah. So no. And then you also have rookie James Cook coming yeah. in younger brother, Dallin Cook out of Georgia who just won a national championship. And there is, I, I didn't really get to see him enough in preseason, but from what I saw in college, this man could definitely step into his own. You could honestly get a dual threat running back like core in that backfield, honestly. I think yeah. it, I think it can happen by the end of the year. I think so as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, 34-28 on Thursday night, taking down the Super Bowl champions. Now let's dive into this extreme Sunday slate. There are only really a few great games this Sunday. I will admit, I wish we could have had like a better divisional round Sunday because there's not really a lot of divisional rivalries. I think there's a lot of blowouts that are going to happen, starting with... We'll go to New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I am also extremely hyped on the New Orleans Saints. I have them winning the NFC this year. Um, they're kind of the they're the dark horse that I'm taking all the way. I think Jameis Winston wins Comeback Player of the Year. I think this wide receiver core is top three in the NFL. I love the additions on the defense with Tyron Matthew. Um, obviously, we all know about Cam Jordan. Yeah. And they, they've done so much great additions. Atlanta, I like where they're going with Marcus Mariota. I'm not a, I'm not a Mariota hater. I, I do like him. Desmond Ritter, honestly, if they want to put him in, look just as good. Uh, you're tough without Calvin Ridley for an entire season. You obviously have Kyle Pitts, and we know how great he is. There's not really a ton to go off on the defense outside. No, they lost Dante Fowler Jr. too. So, like, there's, there's really nothing going on the defense. Um, I kind of like where they're going. But this is going to be a slaughter fest, in my opinion, just like what the New Orleans Saints did to Green Bay last year. I'm going to say final score of 37-14. to 14. Um, Is there anything Atlanta could do, or is this going to be all Saints? Uh, no. It's going to uh, be all Saints. Okay. Um, I, you know, I really liked I liked Marcus Mariota at, at Tennessee. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's I think he's got some something to prove. But, you know, I just – I think the Falcons are – they probably have – maybe two, three more years of a rebuild to kind of get back to a in-contention team. Yeah, so absolutely. Like I think I, this is going to be all Saints. Yeah, yeah. like I said about that our offense, I mean, we got Cordell Patterson in the backfield. You got Kyle Pitts. When Calvin Ridley is back, he's a dominant force. I mean, I like where that offense is going. That defense definitely has some big problems to it. But 
honestly, against New Orleans with this roster, I don't think there's any way it even comes close. I don't think so either. Yeah, exactly. So uh, another blowout we're going to get to, again, is uh, San Francisco 49ers versus the Chicago Bears. Again, Chicago Bears trying to work on a rebuild. Um, This team is going to be awful this year. San Francisco, uh, I think this is a great game for Trey Lance to get started off with, going up there and playing in Chicago first game of the season. Um, This is the first time he's really going to be taking over this team instead of just coming in for Jimmy Garoppolo when needed. Um, he's got obviously got Debo Samuel. He's got all the weapons. He's got Nick Bosa on defense. We love that, all that. Um, I don't think Trey Lance is going to explode in this game. I think he's just going to give his team the dub. I think his defense is going to absolutely stuff Justin Fields and any type of offense from Chicago. Yeah. I'm taking the 49ers 26 to 10. Is it going to be close at all? Or who, how? I'm assuming you got San Francisco in this one? Have to. Yeah. I just, like you said, Cade, the Bears just, they just aren't good. Um, you know, I, I've never really been a huge Justin Fields fan, even even through college. So, I don't. I just. I don't see any way really the Bears could win this game. Uh, the 49ers defense is so solid. Um, even if they're having a bad offensive day, because you know new quarterback um, starting, uh, he's been the backup. But this is he's gonna get some really big playing time this game. I just even if their offense is a little slow, defense isn't gonna let the Bears get anywhere. So, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, now now we're going to get into a good game. Okay. Justin, it's going to be Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Now, there is a now again, Super Bowl hangover for the Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh obviously has a really good defense with TJ Watt. They just named Mitchell Trubisky their starting quarterback. Who do you have in this game one? Because I've heard this is a potential upset. Yeah, I don't think it is. But could Pittsburgh make this a close game or even get the dub? Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Bengals are going to win just because um, they're kind of, you know, the Bengals, they kind of got off to a slow start last year, and um, they, they're they kind of, they exploded during the playoffs. They're kind of riding that high that they had coming off of the Super Bowl. Um, me personally, I never really thought they had a chance in that Super Bowl game, but I, re- I really like their team. I love Joe Burrow. Um, so I, I think the Bengals are going to win, but I do think it's going to be close. I For the Steelers, I really like Mitch Trubinsky. Mm. I I think, you know, when he was on Chicago, I thought he was a good quarterback. I think he was just kind of just getting a little bit too ahead of himself. Uh, he needed a few more years to develop a little bit. But when he was on the Bills as a backup, he learned some things from Josh Allen, got in a few snaps in there, and did well what I saw. Uh, I think it will be a close game, but I do think the Bengals come out on top. Hmm. So I disagree in that it's going to be a close game. Okay. I, I don't think Cincinnati is going to struggle from a, from a hangover whatsoever. Um, I absolutely... Love Joe Burrow as a player. Um, what he did in LSU when he won that championship comes out into the NFL. Now, that was during a COVID year. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't. I think cool Joe is actually going to come in clutch in this game and not really show any of those nerves. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying about Mitch Trubisky. When it comes to a type of offense that um, Mike Tomlin wants to run, mm. Mitch Trubisky is his guy, obviously. He's named a starter, all that good things. Um, but what I saw out of Kenny Pickett in this preseason, yeah. I think that's the future of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I only give Trubisky maybe eight starts this season. You've got three easy games. We looked at. I looked at. The, I was talking with a few friends today in class about the Steelers roster and whatnot with Trubisky. Um, they've got three easy games to start. Obviously, this is Cincinnati, but then they have. I think it's um, New England Patriots and like New York Jets next. Yeah. And then you get into a stretch of just 
awful games. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, it's just horrible. Yeah. And I think then we're really going to see Trubisky get exposed and that Tomlin's going to have to bench him out of interceptions and fumbles and stuff like that. I just think Pickett is a little bit more versatile. I'm taking Cincinnati in this game 27-13. Yeah. Um, I don't think that T.J. Watt has enough stuff behind him to help him out. Uh, I think Cincinnati has a way revamped offensive line than they did last year as mm-hmm. well. So to me, obviously it's going to be a good game, good division rivalry, but with it being in Cincy with a chip on their shoulder, I'm taking the Bengals 27-13. Yeah, I like the Bengals. And uh, I, I I agree to a certain extent of what you said about Mitchell Trubinsky, but uh, you know, only time's going to tell, see what happens. Yeah. So we'll see if he folds under the pressure or not. Yeah. No, I, I, I probably would have made Trubisky the starter too. Yeah. Um, and I, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if he made it a good way through the season. I just don't think he makes it the full way. Yeah. And I, I think that game total is going to be around eight or ten before he comes in, just okay. because I think we're going to really see him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think the Bengals get off to a hot start. We'll see how they do. Uh, great test to start off with with T.J. Watt, and we'll see how they can uh, move forward. Uh, we're going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. Now, I really want this to be a good game because I love what Detroit has done this mm-hmm. year. I don't think they've done enough to really make a dent, but I think Aiden Hutchinson was a great pick in the draft. I think Jared Goff was very cool, calm, and collected last year. Didn't really make a ton of mistakes. They obviously don't have a ton of different weapons, although what I've heard is that DeAndre Swift is supposed to pop off this year. I'm not really sure. I, hadn't, I didn't see a ton of greatness out of him earlier in the year. But still, I, I like where that defense was going. Um, I think that offense is still solid. They picked up a lot of surprising wins last year. But this Philadelphia team, man, it's like they've gone out and revamped everything. Yeah. You bring in A.J. Brown. You bring in um, uh, James Bradbury on the cornerback position. Your offensive line is probably the best in the league. You've got Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts who are putting up the number one rush offense in the league. You're in the NFC least, and you're going to start off in Detroit. I'm giving Philadelphia the victory. I'm going to say it's thirty to twenty. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think Detroit does put up a fight in their own home stadium. Um, but what are your thoughts on this game? Because I, I really want this to be a close game. I, I genuinely like Detroit, but this is a tough matchup. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like Detroit's kind of the team, at least for me personally, that like deep down in your heart, you always want them to do well, just kind of yeah, because exactly. you feel bad for them. Yeah, uh, it feels like. The Lions have been through a rebuild for the last 30 years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think they're just trying to build up around Jared Goff. Um, but I think it's going to be – they'll be a, bit, a little bit better than last year, which obviously isn't too difficult to do. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't really see how the Lions can win this game. I But, I, you know, I do think they'll, they'll battle a little bit. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of the Lions, um, obviously – you already mentioned that you're the team you always want to root for. If you're going to give them a win over under, what's the number for Detroit this year? I I think they're probably going to sit around four wins. Okay, yeah, that's what I, I had him at four and twelve. Yeah, um, to begin the year too. I I think that's a great number for Detroit. Yeah, and then we'll get to Dallas later, but I want to ask about more in the NFC East because it's obviously just going to be a battle between Philadelphia and Dallas. Uh, when we get to Dallas, we'll we'll talk about that discussion as well. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now we got a really good one, and especially for you because we're going back to the AFC East. Yeah. Uh, it's the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. This is going to be in Miami. Um, I'm really excited to watch this game in person. Um, the New England Patriots are coming in town this week to PBA. Yeah. Fun, uh, fun fact for all our for all our listeners coming to the rack to practice all week long, but. Uh, 
But, but Miami, we talk about all the additions they made in the offseason, especially to their offense. You've got Chase Edmonds in the backfield, Tyreek Hill. Um, their defense is still pretty good. They were really solid last year. I just don't think Tua was able to really keep them. He was injured all year as well. Uh, New England still doesn't even have an offensive coordinator. Mac Jones, I think, is a solid QB. I don't know if he's really ready to take the reins yet. Um, but can you ever bet against Bill Belichick, though? Like, against a team in his own division as well. I know I know we say Tua is 3-0 and against him, yeah. but it's still Bill Belichick here. Where, where, where are the key moments going to happen in this game? You know, I think... I really think this game's going to come down to the Patriots' defense because, like you mentioned earlier, the Dolphins, they added so many weapons on offense. Um, but one thing that's like, I could I could be wrong on this, but I've Tyreek Hill's only really been around Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does with a new quarterback. Um, obviously, he's still Tyreek Hill. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I think it's going to come down to defense, like you mentioned earlier. It's hard to count out Bill Belichick no matter – how, I wouldn't say in the gutter, but how far the Patriots have slipped back in the East. Um, Mac Jones, I think he's a good quarterback, but like you said, is he the, air quotes, the answer? I don't, I'm no, I don't know. No. Um, I think he, he might still have a little bit of development left to do, which quarterbacks are developing their entire careers, but to get to the point where I think he can really take the reins, he's got a little bit to go. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game, but I think the Patriots are going to put up a fight. Yeah, no, this reminds me a lot of what happened last year where it was a really low-scoring game, a lot of gritty defense, a lot of turnovers that happened. Um, I, I see a very similar type of game, at least until this Miami offense can get rolling. Yeah. Later in the season, I think I have Miami beating New England in in New England, but it's going to be by a greater margin. I'm taking it uh, 24-23. Yeah. Like a really close, maybe even a game-winning field goal, um, something that's that grinds out all the way to the end with good quarterback play. From two Alabama stars, I, I really love where all this is going to come. It's going to be a packed house yeah. with Tyreek Hill's start. I mean, it was a packed house when Tyreek Hill played in the preseason yeah. and caught that sixty-yard bomb. Right, and then it also goes to where you said that Tyreek Hill isn't doesn't has always played with Patrick Mahomes. Um, Tua's arm strength mm-hmm. is just not as strong. Right, so he might have Tyreek Hill might have to adjust his game a little bit, and the offense of the Miami Dolphins is definitely not going to look like the Chiefs just because they have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, how they really roll with yeah. it. But, yeah, no, I, lo- I like New England in this game. I like Miami in this game. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a gritty battle, and it'll be a close game. Yeah. So I like I liked everything you said. And I f- if I could add one more thing on sure. that note. Um, so at watching Patrick Mahomes play, you know, he, he scrambles. He can always find a pass, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and it's – Seems like 90% of the time it's to Tyreek Hill running, which seems like from underground out of nowhere. Then he runs it for 25 yards. I just don't know if Tua is going to be able to pull off the same kind of stuff that Patrick Mahomes can in that sense, where if he's under pressure, I don't know if he'll be able to find him like that to get those extra yards out of there. So I think that's another thing to just keep an eye on. Yeah, no, he's de- it's, he's definitely not as mobile, and he doesn't have the arm slots. Yeah. So it's going to have to definitely be very organized by the play. Mm-hmm. For, it, for this thing to work. No, I love that. Uh, let's go to um, Baltimore and the New York Jets. Another blowout, I think. I absolutely love Baltimore. I was really liking where the New York Jets were heading until Makai Becton was out, declared out for the entire season, yeah. or at least for most of the first half of the season. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore. I think we can go through this one pretty quickly. I'm taking Baltimore 36-14. Yeah, this is this should be a pretty easy game for the for uh, Baltimore. Um, but kind of as like a long term for Baltimore, 
I could really see them being a dark horse if their team can stay healthy. Oh yeah, I've got I've got them in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it seems it seems like they're good every year, um, but they just they always encounter injuries. It seems. Yep. Uh, but they have a. I like their roster. I think I think they're a good team. If they can stay healthy, I think they're really going to be dangerous in the long run. Yeah. No. Um. They they ba- they uh they beefed up that secondary. Mm-hmm. That secondary's got to stay healthy. They were all banged up last year. Um, J.K. Dobbins was out the entire season. Now, sadly, we don't exactly know if he's going to come back in week one, but if he comes back late in the season, I mean, he, he was a monster in 2020 during his rookie year. Yeah. Um, it was kind of unfortunate because I really saw the Jonathan Taylor aspect in him as well. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Taylor was healthy for a second year, absolutely exploded. J.K. Dobbins wasn't, but I'm hoping I can see that same product uh, production come out of him. Yeah. I think, But aside from that, I think the New York Jets get five wins this year. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think Zach Wilson could get a second year in it. Yeah, you know, I I think the Jets will be a little better, but you know, it's I feel like it's the same story every year with the Jets. They keep yeah. trying different things, and nothing really seems to stick. Um, you know, I, I I would have to agree with you. Four or five wins for the Jets, I'd say, but I, this game specifically, I don't really think it's going to be that close. No, it really shouldn't be. Um, this is the next one is kind of a battle of the leasts. Um, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Washington Commanders for the first time this year. Commanders, that'll be interesting to say. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville versus Washington. I, I'll be honest. Okay, so this is actually one. So when I was doing my predictions for the entire season, I went game by game and decided a winner. Mm-hmm. And then when I made this week one prediction, I went back through and I just didn't even look at those other predictions. I just went through week one. And this was one of the games that I changed from two weeks ago to this week after seeing Trevor Lawrence in the preseason. Yeah. The man looked sharp. The man looked the man looked quick. He has a little bit of a better receiver core. I think Washington has the better roster, but I think Trevor Lawrence has the better coach in Doug Peterson. Yeah. And I'm going to take Jacksonville in this one, th- uh, 27-24. I, I think Jacksonville can pull this one out. Uh, you know, I think, I also, I think this is going to be a close game, but it's going to be close in the way that it's like watching two five-year-olds fight over a Pop-Tart. Yep. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I've been, I've been kind of underwhelmed with Trevor Lawrence since he's, since he's been in the league, but like you said, he, he looks good coming mm-hmm. into this year. I think I would have to agree. I think he can pull out a win. I, I think he can. I'm like, no, dude, I, I have been so down on Trevor Lawrence, even in college, yeah. Um, I think he was blessed by being in, Cle- in Clemson, mm-hmm. and he didn't really. I mean, when he went against a good defense against Ohio State, that, Ohio State that second year, the man got manhandled yeah. in the pocket, right? So he came into the NFL. Granted, he didn't have a coach, let alone right. like a bad coach. He didn't have a coach to help him out. Um, now Washington, I think Washington has so much potential, and it seems like that almost every year. Yeah. That like. Yo, this is a team that could like pull out some wins, mm-hmm. and, then and they you, never do. And they never do, right? Yeah. It's like they had that Chase Young run two years ago during his rookie season, and everyone stayed healthy. Yeah, and then like few people go down, and the whole team falls apart. Yeah, I don't think this is a team that has that clutch factor to it, unless Carson Wentz can pull a miracle out of his back. He, they've got decent talent. Like Antonio Gibson is good. Yeah. Terry McLaurin is good. Chase Young is good. And then who else is there, really? Their offensive line is weak. Their coaching staff, I mean, Ron Rivera has done the best he can. But, yeah. uh, no, I don't. I do not like Washington. I'm not high on Washington this year. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I think I think Washington has a, a lot of 
good players, but they don't have a really a good team. So I think I think they have a lot of pieces, but the puzzle is not together for Washington. So yeah, I I think I think Jacksonville is going to pull this one out. Yeah, no, but but not necessarily I won't be surprised if Washington does either, and if Trevor Lawrence just blows it at the end. I think this could this could basically come down to a coin flip, really. Yeah, but pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay, so you told me you asked me earlier about this upcoming game. We got Cleveland Browns versus Carolina Panthers. Now, before I even get into it, what what do you want to talk about in this game? Browns is, versus Panthers. This is the Baker Mayfield revenge tour on on Cleveland. I, you know, I really I really did feel bad for what the Browns did to Baker Mayfield, just because, you know, he he wasn't doing the best that season, but he also really didn't have any help on his offensive line, really, um, and he wasn't completely healthy and then they kind of it almost feels like they gave up on him so i i think this is going to be the baker mayfield revenge tour on carolina against the browns and um yeah i i think i think he's he's definitely coming out with a vengeance mm. that's for sure okay so what what in carolina is going to help him win this game because i don't think baker by himself can beat miles garrett no i don't think so either but um you know looking looking past baker mayfield i really don't think the panthers team is that bad I just don't I don't think they're like overly really really good. Yeah. Um I mean they got a few they got a few receivers. His name's slipping my mind right now. DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. Um but you know I think but the Browns defense it's like is if they can just kind of rein in Miles Garrett a little bit, I think they'll have some room. I I do think this will be a close game, but I I think the Panthers will probably win. Mm. Okay, so when I originally did this matchup 2 weeks ago, I said the Browns are going to win. Because I honestly thought that Sam Darnold would get that first spot. Mm-hmm. Now that Darnold's out for, he's on the IRR, who knows for how long, and Baker is in, and Baker looked good in preseason too. Yeah, um, I am going to take Carolina in this one. I don't. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. I don't think either team is going to look good. Um, the greatest matchup for me, although we can look at the revenge tour of Baker Mayfield, which honestly he he looked bad that last season. I mean, yeah, he, did. he didn't have a lot around him. Jarvis Landry as your number one wide receiver wasn't great. Your offensive line was a little bit hurt as well. But you had Nick Chubb there yeah. who was careering it. Um, you had some tight ends. You had Miles Garrett on the defensive side. Um, there were a lot of games where I think it was against Pittsburgh or someone he threw like four interceptions. Yeah. And it's just like bad throws. So I don't necessarily agree with the getting rid of Baker. I think they way overpaid for Deshaun Watson. But that's, that's another conversation. Um, and I think Baker is definitely there for a vengeance. I think he absolutely loved that city. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he had to leave was hard. Um, I think he is on a... I want to say he's on a better team, but I think it's more of an equal team. Yeah. Because if you look at the way each team is structured, they're, they revolve around running backs, both these yeah. teams. Um, and I think that's actually going to be the bigger storyline in this game. Is going to be a Nick Chubb versus Christian, a healthy Christian McCaffrey too. Yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey week one is probably the most dangerous Christian McCaffrey in the season. Oh, 100 percent. So I think this is going to this final score I have is twenty to seventeen, mm-hmm. with maybe all the touchdowns coming from the running backs. Like that, that yeah. literally could be the case because of how dominant they are. And if I'm Baker Mayfield, man, my check down is Christian McCaffrey, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. I. I you know it's it seems like every year it's the same story with the Panthers you know being being from the Charlotte area I hear it all the time well you know if Christian McCaffrey could just stay healthy you know um, I I think Christian McCaffrey is their entire offense and um, like you said if he can stay healthy for a whole season I think he's an MVP player yes um, but like you said earlier week one Christian McCaffrey a healthy Christian McCaffrey 
is dangerous. Yep. I don't think Nick Chubb's as good, but it will definitely be an interesting matchup to watch. Yeah. And I, I say that because when you have Jacoby Brissett starting as your quarterback for Cleveland, it's like they're going to be running the ball. That that is your game is running the football, right? Yeah. So, and I think Baker Baker will definitely shine. But I think maybe a touchdown comes from Christian McCaffrey doing his thing. So right. I'm absolutely stoked to see what happens. But again, I'm going to take Carolina uh, 20 to 17 in a in a great game. Yeah. All right. So um, heading over to my team now in Houston against the Indianapolis Colts. And this is just going to be a tough game to watch. Sadly, because Indianapolis I think is is really ramped up on the quarterback spot, bringing yeah. in Matt Ryan. You have Jonathan Taylor, who was an MVP candidate last year number one running back in the league. That that defense is back to where it was with DeForest Buckner over there. Yeah. Houston, I, I like the additions. Now that Damian Pierce is the number one running back, I think we finally have a rush attack since, like, Arian Foster, right? Yeah. Um, Davis Mills, we'll see if he can come in the clutch. Wide receivers, uh, John Mitchie the third. Maybe he comes in a little bit. Brandon Cooks. For some reason, I've seen Brandon Cooks on a lot of high, high lists, which yeah. I don't know exactly why. Other than that, he's like just as fast as Tyreek Hill. But um, this is in Houston, which may help. I, I think there's a giant superstition that they're better on the road than they are at home. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be Indianapolis' game. But I think that Houston always gets the better of Indy at some point or another just because they know them so well. So I'm going to say it's a one-score game, 31-24. to 24. I might eat those words when I watch the game. But I'm holding out hope that Houston in Houston can can make something happen, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, no, I, I think the Colts are going to win. Um, Jonathan Taylor is just a menace. Um, yeah. I really liked Brandon Cooks when he was on the Patriots. Um, yes. But, you know, ever since he's left the Patriots, he's kind of just kind of disappeared into the fog a little yeah. bit. Um, so... But can he really do much with what the Texans have to offer? I, I don't know. No, and I, I don't really think he does either. Like, he had some breakout games last year when they decided to use him a ton, right? Yeah. But um, but with how that offense is styled, I really hope they just focus on Damian Pierce because of what he did in the preseason. But uh, no, and we're going to um, – actually, this is a great transition to my next game, which is the New York Giants versus the Tennessee Titans. That should be a blowout. Derrick Henry's healthy. I'm taking Tennessee 30-10. to 10. You can talk about, about that if you want, but I think the Indianapolis-Tennessee divisional battle for that playoff spot yeah. is going to be one of the best in the league. I'd say so. I don't I don't think they're the two like best teams, but I think how they match up against each other is going to be very interesting to watch when it comes to that divisional. Uh, just Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. What are you going to do, you know? Like as it comes to this specific game, I don't I don't really think it's going to be that close. Um, but yeah, like you said, this Colts Titans matchup is going to be ridiculous to watch, and yeah. it's it's very exciting. I think now one one thing I did I did mention in previous episodes, and one thing that I'd love to ask you, because um, I know are you in any fantasy football leagues this year? I've I've sworn off fantasy football. Really, I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this question isn't going to be as relevant, but like if you're if you're going to st- let's let's form it differently. If you're going to start a franchise mm-hmm. right now. For your number one running back, would you take, barring injuries, Okay. would you take a Derrick Henry or a Jonathan Taylor? I would think, if I'm looking for just one season, I'm going to pick Derrick Henry, uh, Derrick Henry. But long term, I'm picking Jonathan Taylor. Mm. So, um, I, just, I think 
correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I think Jonathan Taylor's younger. Yes. Correct. This yeah. Is so his third season. I think Derrick Henry's going into his sixth. Oh yeah. So you know, Derrick Henry, he's got more experience. I think he's the better player now, but in the long run, I think once Derrick Henry kind of hits his peak and starts to decline a little bit. Jonathan Taylor is going to take over. No, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I like that. I like that analogy of you're going to take the one game, you're going to take the veteran who's proven himself, yeah. but in the long term, you're obviously going to take the younger back. And I think that's more prevalent now that Derrick Henry is coming off an ACL injury. Right. And we'll see if he becomes uh, fully healthy later. But um, I mean, we can talk about this Tennessee New York Giants matchup. I have the final score is thirty to ten. I think a healthy Tennessee team is not even going to be close to a healthy New York Giants. So like. The best the New York Giants have to offer. I just don't think it's happening. Right. Um, everyone has told me, like, with Giants fans that I've heard around here, like, hey, we believe in Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is the ma- man. I have zero faith in Daniel Jones. But right how many now. times have you heard, I believe in Daniel Jones? I ju- like, so at my... I hear it all the time. Exactly, right? Like, if he just gets, like, a good offensive line, or if he just gets a good wide receiver, he'd be a good quarterback. Like, it, yeah. It, it always seems like Daniel Jones is th- would be the man, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I get it. Your number one wide receiver is Kenny Galladay. But, like, Matthew Stafford threw 11 touchdowns to that guy in one season. Like, yeah. you can use a Kenny Galladay. You have a Saquon Barkley in the backfield. You're, they're trying to draft linemen, but they all seem to get hurt, apparently. I can't blame the Giants for that. Yeah. Um, I just think, like... The man tripped on his own feet running towards the touchdown. Like, how much grace are we actually going to give this guy? Yeah, I, you know, I think he could shine somewhere else, maybe. But, you know, just how long has he been on the Giants now? Like four seasons. Yeah, it's and just it feels like for the last four seasons I've heard the same thing. Oh, we believe in Daniel Jones. Yeah. Well, he hasn't given you much to believe in, if I'm going to be honest. Not exactly. It's just holding on to that last sliver of hope, I guess. But, you know, I just... I think it's going to be the same story for Daniel Jones this year. Yeah, no, and then he'll pull off like that one miraculous throw, and everyone will be like, "See, told you." And I'm like, "Yeah, let me throw you. Th- let me show you three interceptions that were like right to a defender, yeah, right? The like, one, the one fifty yard touchdown in week seven. Exactly, it, right? That doesn't that doesn't put my faith back in Daniel Jones. No, I think and I, it's going to be a Saquon Barkley dominated offense for the Giants. Yeah. No, for every, sure. Like it is every year. And but. we'll see if that defense can even survive. Like, yeah. luckily, they're in an okay division. They'll play Washington a few times. Um, but not that the Giants are going to struggle. They'll get a high off. They'll get a high pick in the draft. There are some pretty good quarterbacks coming in this next draft yeah. that they might be able to snag. Um, because if I think Daniel Jones does another Daniel Jones season, I'm he's gone. I, I agree. I got. I have to see progress. They might. I think you know. Coming back to that, I. I would agree with you. I think they would probably try to look to draft like a Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Or just someone that they feel like, you know, they can just take his place. Yeah. I feel like if Daniel Jones pulls another Daniel Jones, I think the Giants will just completely commit to the rebuild, try to get some high picks, trade away a bunch of stuff, and try to just develop. But I don't. it's not looking good for the Giants, I think. Yeah, totally. Couldn't agree more. Okay, uh, another divisional battle. We're going to go into the NFC North this time. This is going to be the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Another game that I changed from two weeks ago for no particular reason. I don't. I have these teams going one and one against each other, but I like Minnesota in Minnesota over Green Bay in Green Bay. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. Um, we can talk about their roster. Obviously, Kirk Cousins has just been Kirk Cousins, but like yeah. Justin Jefferson. 
he absolutely shocked me when he was able to back up his record-setting rookie performance with another almost record-setting performance in 2021. Yeah. And I think he will still – I don't think he decreases at all. Dalvin Cook is back fully healthy. He's one of the top running backs in the league. They've bumped up their defense a little bit with uh, Zadarius Smith coming in from Green Bay. Yeah. But this Green Bay team, other than the loss of Devontae Adams, which is absolutely huge, and the loss of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, this team really hasn't changed. No, I, I would agree. They have a David Bakhtiari who's healthy. They've got A.J. Dillon who's on the rise with Aaron Jones. That defense is absolutely stacked. They won't cause a lot of turnovers, but you'll, they'll stop you in the red zone. Like, I can't hate on Green Bay too much, but I think the additions at Minnesota is definitely going to help them win one game, and I think they do it at home in week one. I would agree. You know, I think this is another one of those games that could come down to just a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, but, but like like you said, Minnesota at home is hard to beat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would ha- I think I'm going to take Minnesota in this. And I think just kind of looking through different press conferences and stuff, there seems to be a disconnect between Aaron Rodgers and his new receivers that he has coming in. But another thing I'll say about Aaron Rodgers is anytime I personally feel like he's, he's kind of, you know, getting, getting on the decline, kind of getting a little scooted out the door. He always seems to battle his way back up to that top quarterback conversation. So it's hard to count out Aaron Rodgers. But I, I, I do think Minnesota is going to win this game. But it'll definitely be close. No, I, like, you can never count Aaron Rodgers on anything. Um, and my final score for this game is 31-28. Yeah. Final great game. Maybe a game-winning field goal somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, think, I think Minnesota can pull it out. When, I, when it goes to Green Bay, though, I think it's like the second-to-last game of the season. With the playoffs on the line, I, I will not vote against Green Bay right. on that game. In, in December, in Lambeau. No, it's not happening on, in me. No. That's got to be the hardest venue to play in. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that for a second. Like, I, I genuinely think Green Bay Lambeau Field is the hardest stadium to play in at home. Yeah, especially the, in the winter. Yeah. Like, you can you can talk about, you know, like Buffalo in the winter. Yes, Buffalo I think is tough. You know, I think I think I would have to say Lambeau's harder. Yes, absolutely. I think that – I remember the one game last year or two years ago when Tennessee was number one in the AFC – they go to Green Bay with a foot of snow, and they looked like they didn't know how to play football. Yeah, just because of that environment, that team that knew how to play in the snow. Mm-hmm. It's just like why New England is coming down south because it's a different environment in the heat, yeah. and it's not even close to what the environment is up in the cold. Right. Um, I think I'm trying to think of other stadiums that are like that because I, I love having this type of conversation because you look at like you don't beat Alabama in Alabama. Right. You don't beat Green Bay in Green Bay very much. Um, like Green Bay went thirteen and three last year and lost all their games on the road. Yeah, that's just the type of type of team they are. Um, I agree. But but I pro- Buffalo would probably be second on my list. Yeah, just just because like it like Buffalo and it's not necessarily the environment unless it's like sleeting outside, which is yeah. awful. It's those fans, man. Oh, they're ridiculous. Like, and you know this better than I am, but I just watch from a perspective from an outside perspective. I don't even want to get near that stadium. It's just one big party. Yeah, it's just one big party. Everyone, everyone up there, so 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 diehard Bills, true and through. It's, uh, it's, but the same thing with the Packers as well. Um, it's, I think, I'd definitely say Lambeau number one hardest, and then and then Buff- in, I'd have to say Buffalo too. Yeah, and it's like you talk about like weather and fans; those are the two 
by far. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, going back to week one. I love that conversation, by the way. Yeah. Um, Karis, uh, <laughs> I just combined Kansas City and Arizona. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Arizona Cardinals. This is the first time we're going to see the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. They've bumped up their offensive line a lot. Kyler Murray is coming off a great season, but a horrible performance in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is coming off... Well, I mean, I guess Kansas City is coming off a bad performance, at least in the second half of a playoff game against Cincinnati. Um, who bounces back the most in this game? Yeah, I, I got to take the Chiefs. You know, I heard I heard somebody talking on the phone about fantasy football, and they were saying to not draft Patrick Mahomes because he's never played without Tyreek Hill, which I think is, a, I'm going to be honest, I think it's a terrible analysis. Because, like, yeah, Tyreek Hill is a great player, but he's got so many other weapons to choose from. I mean... I I don't I don't really see how the Chiefs lose this game. I, I do think it would be close, but you know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah. So I I think the Chiefs are gonna win. No, I I think yeah no I couldn't agree more that that analysis is absolutely terrible. Um, because if that were true, you'd go out and draft Tua Tagovailoa number one overall. Yeah. Which you're not going to do, right? right? Um, I think Travis Kelsey is still there. Mm-hmm. Which by the way. Patrick Mahomes threw more times to Travis Kelsey than he did Tyree Kill. Exactly. Like, Kelsey was on the top five of receiving yards for both receivers and tight ends last year. Yeah, he... Like, they didn't technically lose their best player over the offseason. Maybe it's the most flashiest player who maybe scores more touchdowns. Most popular. Yeah, but when it comes to man who's going to get you production, it's Kelsey over Hill. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, no. Um, I'm also going to take the Chiefs in this game. Um, I think it's going to take a second because the Chiefs had a notorious, awful start to their season last year. Yeah, Mahomes had more interceptions than he did touchdowns. It was like we were all panicking about this offense. And then by the end of the season, they finally showed their true colors in the playoffs. They did great. Um, I think Arizona is still a good football team. I think that loss to DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks is going to be massive for Kyler Murray. I agree. Um, he was a rock on that receiving side who can go up and catch a ball for you. I'm taking the Chiefs 28 to four, 28 to 24 mm-hmm. in a good game. It's going to be a game for uh, Kyler Mer- or not uh, for Patrick Mahomes to uh, gel with his new receivers in yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Michael Hardman is still there, who I think like is really underrated because of the speed of Tyreek Hill. Michael Hardman was their number one. Like, I don't know if he got as many kickoff returns or punt returns than Tyreek Hill, but he was up there rotating with him. Yeah. So I think the offense is going to be fine. I am very worried about Arizona. J.J. Watt, in my opinion, is still good, but on decline. Yeah. He's more of a leader than he is a force on the field. With the, cho- with the loss of Chandler Jones, I'm, I'm very nervous about that about that Arizona team. I, I think Arizona is going to underwhelm this year. Yes. I really do. Um, like, like you mentioned earlier, DeAndre Hopkins, I – Watched. I can't remember the specific when it was, but I know Kyler Murray hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins against the Bills. Oh, I guess the mean, Bills. Yep. I was just that like, was that was just so insane to watch, and just not having a player that obviously it's a rare thing to do, but not being able to come up with those big plays. I think I really do think that the Cardinals are going to underwhelm this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm taking KC twenty eight twenty four. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a bigger. Divisional matchup than Green Bay, Minnesota? It might be. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus the LA Chargers. I feel like any divisional matchup in the AFC West is going to make headlines, right? Yeah. Like, just because of how stacked this this division is. 
I again think this is going to go one and one throughout the season, and I'm taking the home team in this one. I'll take the Chargers. Instead of a close game like Green Bay-Minnesota, I think the Chargers are a team that are more gelled together than the Raiders are with their new additions, that I think this is going to be a blowout. Not a blowout, blowout, but I think it's going to be a two-score game. I'm taking the Chargers 34-20, to and then the second game I'll take Las Vegas in a closer matchup. Um, But, I mean, we can obviously talk about the additions the Chargers have had this offseason, especially on the defensive side with J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Their offense is healthy. Their offensive line is healthy. The Raiders, they got Devontae Adams. They've got Chandler Jones. They've got some secondary guys. They Their offensive line is probably the weakest part of their game, but with Josh Jacobs in the backfield, who's been average last year, hopefully he can get back to the good side or great side. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing game, and I'm taking the Chargers as this one. Now, what about you? I would have to agree. As much as I love Derek Carr, yes. um, I I definitely I think the Chargers are going to win, even though, like you mentioned, Devontae Adams coming in for the – uh, for the Raiders, I think he's going to be a good addition. This is a kind of an unpopular opinion, but I like Darren Waller at tight end yes. on the Raiders. Um, but you know, it's I just kind of reiterating what you said. The Chargers are just such a complete team. Yeah, I I would have to choose the Chargers in this one as well. I'm sorry, Derek Carr. I love you. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like we can talk about Derek Carr because if these two teams meet in the playoffs, I would actually be more prone to choose a Derek Carr than a Justin Herbert. Yeah. Just because he's proven himself more in those situations yeah. than Justin Herbert. Yeah, but Justin Herbert, I I think I think he's on he's on the Josh Allen trend. Because mm. he's he's very young and he's very, very good. Um I don't I just I think since since Justin Herbert's so good, I don't know if ex- if experience is gonna matter too much mm. in those in the playoffs. I mean, we saw Justin Herbert in the playoffs last year. And he was no, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, did I miss that? Yeah, because the Raiders that. beat him. That's right. Last game of the season. That's right. To go to the playoffs. That's, that's what I'm saying. Bad. I think Derek Carr can get those clutch situations more than Justin Herbert because well, that was a game to go to the playoffs in L.A. And Derek right. Carr got the dub. You're right. So stuff, so I'm stuff like in my that. Little world. Stuff, stuff like that. So, um, but I definitely think this is going to be one of the greatest games this week in Week One: Chargers versus Raiders. I'm taking the Chargers, 34 to 20. All right. A rematch of week one last year is going to be on Sunday Night Football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. This time it's in Dallas, though. Um, I would say, because I feel like Tampa is a very heavy favorite. Yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't say heavy. I think Dallas has a chance on this one. What do you think? Uh, It's, I mean, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I just, you know, I think, I, I think the Buccaneers are definitely gonna win this game. I don't really love Dak Prescott. Mm. I'm gonna be totally. I never really have loved Dak Prescott, and I think Ezekiel Elliott is kind of, kind of tailing off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, will it be a good game? Yes, but you know, when you've got Tom Brady throwing the football, it's hard to it's hard to have them not win the game. Yeah. Even though. He just came out of retirement. To I don't know what his main goal of that was. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it, they've been saying it for the last five years. Oh, Tom Brady's getting old. But at the end of the day, it's the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Yeah. So, but I, I the Cowboys are favorited. Buccaneers are going to win. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, let me let me defend 
Dak Prescott for a few seconds with okay. you, right? Okay, so is he clutch? No. Right. Does he win in the playoffs? No. No. In the regular season, when the games sort of matter, the man has been dominant. He's had 89 total games in his career and nine 400-yard-plus games, mm-hmm. seven four-touchdown games. He's got an overall record of 54-35 and 35 and 18 game-winning drives. So in the regular season, I think the man can put up some numbers. Yeah. And I think he can just do his job well. He's had amazing receivers around him in his career. He's got C.D. Lamb this year. Yeah. He's got who I think is the most underrated tight end, Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. I like Ezekiel Elliott, yes, he's on the decline, but the last year was the first time he played all 17 games in three years. So I was very encouraged by how he stayed healthy throughout the year. He put up mediocre numbers, at least for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. But the fact that he stayed healthy means he can like keep going along that trend. Right. Um, in the playoff situation, this game isn't even close. No. But in week one at home, when you're going to have that crowd literally out the door, yeah. I think Dak is going to make it a closer game than what it's favored at. I think... I don't know what the matchup is right now. I think uh, I think it's the Bucks by like three or something like that. I think that's the line right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks because I'm not betting against Tom Brady, but I think the score is going to be 28 to 27. Yeah, it's it's def- it's going to be very close. You know, I think I think Cowboys, especially the fans, they're very very set on seeing like regular season success. Yes. Because as as a I know a few Buccaneers fans, and you know if they lose the first three games of the season, it's not like they're they're shaking in their boots. You know they're yeah. they're like you know we'll get it back, we'll be in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think this game's gonna mean more to the Cowboys, but I I do think the Buccaneers are gonna win. Yeah, I just think the Bucks are an overall better team with a lot more experience, um, and I don't think Tom Brady is going to let. The Buccaneers beat him. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I agree. I think it's going to be electric, though, just in general. I think it's going to be like, I remember that first game last year. It was in Tampa, and it was amazing. The same, I think it's going to be the same type of game, but in a way cooler atmosphere yeah. in, in Dallas. That's one of the games that, you know, I I don't really have any favorites. I, whoever wins doesn't change my life at all, but I think this is definitely going to be one of those games that I sit and watch just because it's going to be interesting to see. Exactly. Exactly. I just think it's going to be a, a great game. And, and. I think this is worth mentioning. This is going to be the first game where we see Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in an NBC side. Or they... Did they switch to NBC or ESPN? I think they're NBC. I think they're NBC. I think this is going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. That's going to be trippy. Yeah. That's going to be weird. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I got I to gotta see them... I got to see them in the stadium before I start making some judgments about that. But it's going to, like... My mind's about to be blown on Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Um, lastly... Sadly, this is going to be this is not going to be a great game because it's going to be the the revenge. You can't even say revenge tour now because this is like a heartwarming. I feel bad for playing you week one for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos yeah. against the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be in Seattle. Like I don't even need to watch the rest of the game. I just want to see Russell Wilson come out on the field for the first time and yeah. see Seattle's reaction because like he was that team. He was that entire time he was there. Um, he got them one of their only Super Bowls they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just going to be a great, great feeling. You you love Russell Wilson as a person. You love that family. I think Denver is going to win. I I absolutely despise, not despise. 
I think Seattle has one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be 27 to 10 and just a, just a great game for Russell Wilson to get, get back on his feet with a new team. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm going to have to pick the Broncos, you know, Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah. Russell Wilson is, he's a great quarterback. I, I don't see how Denver loses this game. And also a side note, I, I'm not the biggest Pete Carroll fan as a coach, Hmm. especially, you know, he's, he's obviously he's a good coach. But I think when the Seahawks were really, really good a few years back, I think they gave Pete Carroll too much credit because their defense was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, I know this is I'm nitpicking one play here, but you know what play I'm talking about? Where he, <laughs> where he threw instead of ran it with Marshawn Lynch. Oh my I, goodness! I know that's a little nitpicky of one play, but I think that's kind of just him not being as good of a coach as what people think he is, kind of just shining through in that moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of irrelevant to the game, but I think, I don't really think Seattle has much of a chance. Well, I, I, I wouldn't fully disagree with you in then, in how he manages a game, considering what we saw from Seattle's offense last year when they obviously didn't have a great, great offensive line, but you still had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett yeah. and you couldn't really produce on the offensive side, but I think he's a great leader I agree. As, a, as a person, how he handles himself in the locker room even though he's like one of the oldest, if not, I think he might be the oldest head coach. Yeah, oldest head coach in the NFL. His personality is fantastic. Um, So I don't know if like Seattle is ready to get rid of that leadership there, Yeah, especially when new kids are coming in and they're talking to one of the legends of the game. Right. Um, But when it comes to play calling, I I will say he's had some some questionable calls that um, I'm not sure – but but again, like you got that leadership part. I I, right. I think that's the part Seattle's holding on to the most. I would agree. I feel like, in some ways, he like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, he's kind of like the JJ Watt of coaches. Yes, because you like, like yeah, he's had his moments where he's really shined. But like you said, yeah, he's kind of more of the air quotes figurehead, yeah. the leadership role. The guy is like everyone looks up to. Yeah. Um, He's, Even though he's not he, the best. You say the J.J. Watt. The first thing I thought of was the Andre Iguodala. Yeah. In the basketball sense, right? Yeah. You have that amazing run with Golden State back in the day where he won that MVP. That probably shouldn't have been his. Probably should have been Curry. Yeah. Like getting too much of the credit for his play. Obviously, he's amazing. Obviously, Pete Carroll is amazing. Yeah. But as Iguodala has fallen, his leadership has risen. Yeah. And that's where Pete Carroll has gone. No, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Denver real quick, though, because I don't think we've talked enough about this team okay. with Russell. In the AFC West, do they have a chance? And if so, what do they need to do to compete? Um, I, I, think they, I think they do have a chance. I just, do I know what they need to do? No, not really. No. Uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't count them out. I think, I think they've got a lot to look up to. They have Russell Wilson, obviously. Um, they've got Jerry Judy. I like mm-hmm. Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they can put up a fight, but will they be like the team to come out of there? I don't think so. No, I, I agree. I don't give it a few years for them to mold together, maybe. But to me, there has not been a winning culture in Denver since Peyton Manning. Yeah. And I think it's going to take some time for Russ to bring that winning culture back. 
And it's going to take time for the other teams in his division to get weaker. Yeah. Because right now, they've just risen even farther than they were last year. Uh, So I think it's going to be a tough battle for for Denver this year. The rest of their schedule is kind of easy, so they'll get a lot of wins. I think they have them. I think I have them going like nine and eight, something like that. Like a like a good maybe even ten and seven. Um, so I think I think it'll be a good year for Denver. But uh, no, I don't think they have a chance. No, I mean, yeah, I, I mean you're in the same division as what the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders and the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the, I think I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Um, yeah. Well, I, okay. So going on that topic, I think the Chargers are going to win that division. You do? Yeah. So. You talked about earlier how that roster is just that roster. Yeah. Um, but and I'm going to try to pull it up right. I'm going to try to pull it up right now while we got this time. If you look, so obviously they have to play their division the whole the one player one team in their division the whole time, right? Right. Or twice actually. So the division matchups are going to be hard. But if you look at the other teams, the Chargers have to play compared to the Chiefs. It's a big difference in games. Like the other teams are just like. Blowout teams for the Chargers. Yeah. The Chiefs are like really hard, good games that they have to play. So for the Chargers, it's like the Seattle Seahawks, um, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, the Chiefs have to play them too. It's the it's the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Jaguars. Those are the other three teams that are different from KC. Everyone else in Chargers roster, KC has to play. You look at the three teams that KC has to play. Well, just I, if I could add something. Yeah, go for it. The first eight teams that the Chiefs have to play are going to be really tough games. Yes. Chargers, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Titans. Yeah. And then they get a break finally with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. So, like, you mentioned the Bills. The mm-hmm. Chargers don't have to play the Bills. The Chargers don't have to play the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chargers don't have to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, like you compare, it's like it's not even close. So yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to win some of those games, but I think the ones that they lose make the difference between them and the Chargers. I think that's literally it. If the Chargers had a tougher schedule in those outside games, besides like the Jets and some of those other similar teams, yeah, I would probably take the Chiefs. But I think right. the schedule is the biggest part, not necessarily the team. I w- you know what? I'm actually I'm going to agree with you. I, I've changed my mind. I, th- I do think that based off of that only, I think the Chargers are going to win the division. I think the Chiefs are the better team. But based off of who they have to play, yeah. purely on that, I think the Chargers just are just going to rack up more wins. Yes. Is, do, are they better? I don't think so. But they're just going to rack up more wins. Yeah, and I think... And I actually kind of started with going into this offseason, choosing who I was going to pick. I had everyone in that division beating each other at least once. Yeah. Like, let's just set the ground bar there. Who are the other teams you have to play? And when I saw that Chargers schedule compared to the Chiefs and Raiders, I was like, I kind of have to choose this team by default. Yeah. Right? Like, right. against each other, if these two teams, if any of these teams are going to play in the playoffs, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah. No, because that's when I said the Chiefs. That's one thing I didn't look at was the difference of the strengths of schedule. No, so and I was—I will have to say—I was literally right with you yeah. on that too. So, on that note, we are completely finished with Week One of the NFL season. Justin, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I like—I like the discussion. I like what you're talking about. Now that we've got a legit setup in this room, guys, I wish you can see. It. I'm probably going to take a picture of it and post it. But um, 
if any of you if any of you guys want to come on the show we finally got four different microphones in here justin you shoot me a call whenever you want to do yeah. another episode and we for will sure. totally make this happen thank you so much for coming on thanks kid we'll we'll reconvene back here when uh the bills win the super bowl this year there we go amen hey let's do <laughs> it bro i appreciate it kid. have a good day man yeah, thank you